Are you going to sing? You should sing. What would I sing? We wish you a Merry Christmas. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Worship Leader Toolbox podcast, where our mission is to equip local church worship leaders and teams in practical components of local church leadership. We'd be honored to have you share, rate, or subscribe. And if you have questions, we'd love to connect at worshipleadertoolbox.com. We're thrilled to have you listening to our podcast, and our prayer is that it's helpful to you and your ministry team. Let's head now to today's episode. I've heard people say, to be early is to be on time, and to be on time is to be late. Great leaders show up early. It's an act of discipline, of heart, of respect, and of efficient leadership. Welcome to episode 107 of the Worship Leader Toolbox. Today we want to talk about arriving early. The good news is that you can learn to get there early. We're talking early to rehearsal, early to worship service, go times, early to meetings, and early getting home. Yeah, thanks, Dave. A lot of this is based on, um, this early, is, is really just based on the culture, the kind of life that you live. But I also think it's based on the kind of culture you grew up in, your families and different things like that. And then, of course, the organization you're a part of, the people that are kind of helping to shape and oversee the ministries you're involved in, whether the person listening to this podcast is a, you know, a worship leader and they're in charge of making sure everybody's on time, or you're working for a church where somebody is kind of, you know, checking in on that, kind of build that expectation. But, um, you know, it kind of goes 50, 50 had a friend once we did a countdown timer in worship, threw it in at the beginning at the start. And, uh, he was always about five, seven minutes late and about six months into doing the countdown timer, he showed up one Sunday. He's like, Whoa, something new. Got a countdown timer now. I started cracking up cause we've been doing it for half a year, but the first time he'd ever seen it, I was like, Oh man, yeah, you're always late. But, um, our family is kind of a split family because we don't drive to church together. So I'm usually there earlier and they come later. And, uh, and so I, I don't have a exact set time cause I'm always there about an hour and a half hour, 40 minutes before anybody else shows up. And then my family shows up later. So I can't really say if I'm, I'm, I'm definitely early. I'm definitely there before anybody else. Sometimes I'm the first one there. Most often our pastor is there before me, but, um, but growing up, I was the eldest of four boys. And so, uh, I think my mom kept everybody rolling, but we, we usually got there just kind of in the nick of time. What about you? Mm-hmm. What about your family growing up? Yeah. Uh, dad was always, uh, right on time. And <clears throat> a lot of times mom was not able to make it because of her health. And so, um, uh, pretty much we, we get there on time. Hmm. Well, you know, with dad being pastor, uh, kind of had well, to be yeah. there on time. <laughs> that, that's the other whole part of that. Yeah. If you're, if you're in charge and you're not there, it's really bad news. Right. Right. Yeah. Yep. Well, and, and this whole aspect of this talk and for this podcast is, is really one of leadership. It's not judging people, you know, some people kind of build a life on the, uh, f- the flair of coming in about three or four minutes late and mm-hmm. they're just letting everybody know that's who they are. They call that fashionably late. Mm-hmm, fashionably late. Yeah. But the basic rule of thumb is you need to be before your people are if you are responsible for the whole thing. So you don't want to be scrambling in when all your volunteers are already there and set up ready to go. So. Mm-hmm. So why show up early? Well, number one, you're better prepared. Yeah, and most of these bullet points, like usual, are 
probably uh, you could scan through them and realize it pretty quick. But when you show up early, you can do all the things that make life a little better for your worship ministry or your volunteers in general. And uh, at times when I've gotten there early and I've you know seen something in the kitchen, some party the night before, and there's mints or little uh, Werther's or gum or something like that, I'll actually put a little candy bar or something on each music stand that morning and set it all out. And sometimes if I'm really you know like uh, ahead of the schedule, I'll I'll even do some of the prep for people. Although sometimes that throws everybody off. They're like looking around for their batteries or their pack and they can't find it because it's already out there. But um, you, when you are there in enough time, you can set your stuff down. You're more relaxed. The preparation is not just the doing. It's also the mental kind of um, concrete ways that you can get yourself on board for what you're going to be doing. Um, and you uh, just have an opportunity to be better prepared to lead people when all your stuff is squared away. And so I've just known that for years. I would add uh, point one point B. <laughs> that you're better prepared for the things you're not prepared for. So dead batteries, uh, you know, if there's some glitch or something like that 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 you weren't expecting. If you if you always show up on time, mm-hmm. then you're gonna be you're gonna be late when those things do yeah. happen that are outside of your control. You're always gonna be scrambling. And that was one of the one of the craziest things that happens sometimes is I'll be there super early and I'll do everything I need to do. And then all of a sudden <clears throat> it's, you know, eight o'clock time to start the rehearsal and I'll pick up my guitar and the battery's dead. I'm like, now why didn't I check that? Like after all this time, so now everybody's (laughs) standing there and then I have to go get my little screwdriver out and change the battery real quick. And, and, um, I know I've mentioned this on the podcast, but when, when you have, you know, five people standing there for three extra minutes, you didn't just waste Mm -hmm. three minutes. You wasted 15. Everybody wasted three. And so I really think about that when I'm uh, in front of all those people trying to do something that could have been done an hour ago with no trouble. It's always more fun to change batteries when nobody's, you know, waiting on you. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I keep uh, extra picks in my wallet and I actually have them taped to a card so they won't be falling out or whatever. In case uh-huh. I need a pick. I wish they made a battery that was that small. They could fit in oh, your wallet yeah. just in case. Uh, but my, my guitar has um, a little uh, access panel right on top where you don't have to unscrew the, the entire Oh, mine, mine does too, that. but the little clip broke off. So I got to get my keys out, get the screwdriver, pry open the clip. It only takes two I seconds, gotcha. but... I don't have yeah. to unscrew anything. I just got to take the strap off. And it, it's a little bit of a process, but not major. Gotcha. Yep. Gotcha. Well, number two, you're more focused. And this goes along with being prepared, but you have time to look over the list or look over the devotion, spend time in prayer, or grab the last few minutes of, you know, last bit of pieces together for whatever you have going. But it just gives you more focus for what you're going to be doing later on that day. So I'm, I'm speaking basically to you know, worship leaders who are in charge of the team, charge of the band. Um, you have an opportunity maybe to focus and visit a little bit with the preacher and make sure all the last minute things are together. It never fails no matter how much you plan down to the T. There's always a question on Sunday morning. Are they going to walk up here or are they going to walk over here? Like there's always mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. you just want to say before. And if you can have those little ducks in a row, then you're you're going to come off more focused overall. Mm-hmm. So that's a huge part of it. Number three, you're in control. Yeah, when you're early, you get to greet people and you get to help set the tone. So um, you just kind of help make sure things get started correctly. And some of that tone stuff, I don't usually anticipate negativity, but if you walk in when everybody else walks in and the stage has something wrong with it because there was a program last night or you know any number of other things that may not be working quite right, 
you can be there to kind of smooth it over and say, yep, the church is hopping and praise the Lord for that. Now we got to, you know, we're kind of the sacrificial lambs here. We got to clean up the mess. Got to make sure this is right. Sorry about this, but let's all jump in and make this happen. If you're not there, then everybody's going to kind of go into tizzy and they're like, what? Where's my stuff? What's going on here? How come all these boxes are out here? What is the preschool doing in here? I mean, like there's just, you, you need to have that kind of control, not in the sense of like, you know, hang on to everybody and, you know, be a, a control junkie, but you're just, uh, you're setting the tone for people, the outcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that ties into point number four, better connections with others as they arrive. Yeah, I like that yeah. relationship aspect of it. Definitely, the relationship aspect. There's there's not a ton of time to talk to ministry leaders with you on Sunday morning. Like, Sunday morning for a worship ministry is almost all business. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you get there and you do it. And I guess there's some downtime, a little bit in between. There's, I mean... You can figure out ways to do it. But one of the great times when it's really the loosest is when people are walking in and you're able to say, how's it going? How was the weekend? All that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, Number five, shows respect and solid leadership. Yeah, if, if you arrive late, you're basically sending people messages that are something along the lines of, I'm more important than you. And you just don't want to have that. If you go to the blog post at worshipleadertoolbox.com, there's actually a link to three messages you send when you're late. And um, and they all kind of revolve around that idea of just honor, honoring other people. And um, But, of course, being on time or early sends another huge message, and that is one of importance and intentionality and care for your people. And it really does, like, get momentum going. I, I love it. Sometimes when, you know, the rare occasions that I have been late and I don't pride myself on it, I just have kind of built my life around, you know, it's easy for me to be early in the morning because I'm an early riser. So it's always kind of been the case. But on the times when I have been late or other people who are always on time have been late, it's like as soon as you notice they're not there, you realize, oh, something major has happened. We better get in touch with them. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's just interesting because, you know, you kind of count on those people. And, uh, for one, in a sense, you build up your bank account to where if I'm late every once in a while, uh, everybody's gonna be fine. Cause for 20 years I've been on time, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, somebody's always, you know, if it's, if it's 50, 50, whether they're going to be there or not, then people start getting like a little bit of a, a mental kind of judging them like, uh, what are they not? Why? They? And you don't even bother checking on them because you know, they're probably late and that's just not yeah. a good place to be. So, but definitely number four, you want to have. Wait, are we on number four? We're on number five. Uh, definitely on number five. You want to be on time because of it showing respect, and it, it um, helps you and your people build your leadership influence. Number six, helps people count on you. Yeah, I think I just said that one, so we might have to change this blog post, but <laughs> I just okay. kind of descri- <laughs> I just jumped into describing that. But um, And this isn't just for leaders. This is just for team members. Like, it's mm-hmm. great to be a person that can be counted on, and yeah. it's, just, it's just good. Yeah. And sometimes creative people are kind of known for being a little flaky. And I kind of You wanna... know, I didn't want to say that, but we all know you know who you are out there. Yeah. You know who you are. I heard somebody <laughs> describe it as they're kind of drawn to the brightest bulb. Whatever's going on at that moment is where they're at. And, oh my. And you just don't want to uh you know, you don't want to get that going. So, yeah. Yeah. You want people to be able to count on you. Yeah. Number 7 gives you margin and space in your life and schedule. And this could be counterintuitive, but if you grow in the discipline of arriving early, 
then you actually, in a, a big sense, add margin to your life. So you're going to be able to give your space, you know, give yourself space throughout your day, not just on Sundays for worship or weekends for worship, but just in general, whenever you build this habit of leaving on time, being there on time, anticipating issues and roadblocks and other things that keep people from being on time, then you're going to have a little bit more freedom in your daily life. Like you're just going to, you're not going to be stressed out. You're not going to be driving fast, not going to be trying to make up excuses. You're just going to be walking in at the right time, doing the right things. And it's just going to. Uh, kind of create that space in your life. So mm-hmm. the rest of your day goes a lot better if you've been early to Sunday morning or practice or whatever. Yep. It's yep. true. Well, lots of great stuff here. Now, for those who may not show up early but feel like they want to, how does a person start to show up early? Yeah, that that is a good question. And um, here are a few thoughts that we have listed here. And one of them is, probably the biggest one, is just a a reframing of your mindset and your phrases, you always say. Not not you, Dave, just people in general. Mm -hmm. And that is that you just need to stop saying, I'm always late. Like, it's kind of like remembering names. If you always say, I'm terrible with names, you're never going to remember them. And if you always say, I'm always late, you're never going to be early. So basically, one key to being on time is to stop saying the phrase, I'm late or I'm always late. And uh, once you kind of mentally and verbally brand yourself in this way, you're going you're gonna to kind of live into it and just kind of embrace it. And that's, that's not a good thing to do. So you can just well, start being a person who's just early and change your script a little bit. Yeah, definitely change your script. And uh, other people have written a script for you based on your, on your um, habits also. And these people see you that way and, and depend that you're going to be late or whatever. And that has to change, too. I'd say a, a point one point B would be um, <laughs> for the person that you're trying to help be on time. Don't accept that anymore. Like have a team effort. Okay, well, I'm going to be calling you. I'm going to be, you know, this is yeah. going to happen or whatever um, so that we can change that. that yeah, that's true. And there's some other little things as a leader I've done when I know somebody's going to be late. I'll say, uh, you know, the, the rehearsal before I'll say, do you need a wake up call or are you going to be here? I mean, just like let, kind of letting them know that, hey, I've noticed, but uh, I'm not going to go crazy on you, but I'm not going to deal with this too much longer either. So, mm-hmm. Number two, set your clock earlier. I don't know if this helps anybody. I've heard people do it, but mm-hmm. I think the only time it could help is the very first thing in the morning, like when you're not really letting your mind register. Like if you set your alarm about, you know, set your clock about 10 minutes early, then there's a good chance you're going to trick yourself. You start getting ready. You don't really look at the clock again. And, and all of a sudden, you've built in 10 minutes just by tricking yourself. <laughs> yeah. And, and when I first saw the word clock, I thought you were talking about your alarm clock. Like, oh, I'll just get up earlier. And, and, you know, that's a good thing, too. But you're saying, I've, I've seen people do this, too, where their stovetop clock will mm-hmm. always be set five minutes or 10 minutes yep. uh, earlier. It, for me, I don't like that because I don't really know what time it is. Yeah, I don't like either, partly because I realized I did it. And I'm like, oh, I still have five minutes. That's not going to help. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Number three, give yourself more time. Yeah, and these aren't rocket science, but um, just don't schedule so crazily. I'll tell you, one of the worst possible things you can do is to arrive late with Starbucks. It's like, yes. if you had time to do that, then what was going on? Why Why are you late? And so um, if you want to go to Starbucks beforehand, you need to leave about, you know, you, you need to plan on being where you're going to be about 10 minutes before you need to be there. At whatever time, you got to drive around and do that. Yeah. And um, anyway, I know that Sundays, still you want to love people. Sundays are kind of like people's Sabbath and downtime. And 
it seems pretty cool to swing through the drive-thru and then show up for church. I mean, it's just like the modern dream of any worship team member, just do that kind of stuff. But anyway. It sounds like they need a, a trip to uh, Africa or some of these places that don't even have a Starbucks and, and yeah, live that life a little bit and, and, and see how it is. And uh, that might change some perspective. Yeah. I mean, just going anywhere where there's no plumbing and stuff and you go back home, you realize, wow, I have 14 places in my house where I can get water. And yeah. just all that stuff blows your mind. But then you quickly forget about it. And um, yeah. And who knows? Uh, you basically could have um, people. There, there's probably ways that you can help people in that regard in terms of hospitality and having available refreshments or whatever, if, if it's something like that. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, basically, people just have to give themselves time. Mm-hmm. So. Number four, arrive early and then do a couple of last-minute things. This is for probably the leader as well, but I've found sometimes I'll be knowing that I have to get there, but I'll be working on my laptop at home, and I'll think, oh, I'll just get this in, get this in, do this, do this, one more quick thing. And then I wind up jumping in the shower, getting to the church as everybody else is getting there. What if I could just change my, you know, my little to-do list and do three or four things, take a shower, get to the church, and then while I'm waiting on people, do the last two or three things. And that would just, you know, be so much better. That makes that makes a lot of sense too, because just the fact that you've arrived early, period, sends a signal. Yeah. And if you happen to be scurrying around on your computer trying to get a song ready or something like that, well that's fine because uh-huh. you're you're there. Because you know, you're there. You showed up. So. Yeah, and I used to, you know, get there and then, you know, as people are kind of arriving, I'll be like, I better go print the orders. And that was mm. like I never printed it too early because I never knew if something might tweak a little bit. So uh, that was my ritual. Get there, help people get there, say hello, tell them a few things, go up, print the orders, and then I'd come back mm-hmm. down. So, yeah. Number five, remember that being late signals how much you only care about yourself. Yep, and we already kind of mentioned this too, but this could be one of the biggest things for ministry leaders and leaders in the church. And, uh, you know, if you're really wanting to be early, um, you know, maybe somebody, this voice on the other end of a microphone on a podcast who doesn't have to look you in the eyes and doesn't really know if you're the one that's the culprit or not, just remember that being late is really more about your own selfishness. Uh, you've set a time, you kind of built that contract with everybody, and then you sort of just blow that off and, and not care about them and, and their efforts to being there on time. And uh, and it just snowballs. You're late, then they're late, then everybody's late, then you're later and later and later, and it just gets to be crazy. And um, you really don't want to just to send that message that people don't matter. And, um, and I think... Uh, this idea of of ministry leaders wanting people to know that we do care about them. I mean, a worship leader without volunteers in their mix is helpless. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you want to make sure that you are sending the message that you're so grateful for them and um, they're showing up and investing their time and skills. And so we want to make sure that we are telling them how much we care by joining them in ministry as they're arriving. Mm-hmm. Well, you mentioned about uh, bringing Starbucks as you're walking in late. Um, uh, <clears throat> here's what I would suggest to that person. Um, bring some for everyone. Pick up donuts, whatever it's going to be, and then it'll be a lot better. You show up late with a big box yeah, of donuts, if you're late with you a bunch are of donuts, forgiven. Yeah, that's a different sort of scenario. Yeah, yeah that's hilarious. It's really yeah. true, though. Yeah. Well, that is motivating, and it makes sense. Um, any last thoughts before we wind down here? 
Well, one thing I mentioned, and now, Dave, I can't remember if I mentioned it in this podcast or not. We sometimes record a couple of them together, and uh, so who knows. But I do have this, I think we did mention this, I have this thought about, uh, we've basically talked about being on time to the church and honoring those people and all that, but we also briefly mentioned being on time or early to get home or to your friends or to your family's event or whatever else. And one gift we can give to our families um, is to be just a little early. And so instead of, you know, dinners at six and we always kind of open the garage and roll in at 6.03, 6.08, something like that, is just if, if there's any way possible to um, apply these principles or these quick thoughts that we shared to being home early, it's really going to set a better tone for your family. It's going to build credit and it'll build credit for those times when you really just can't help it when it really is an accident and all those things. You can't make it through the roads or whatever. But I, I recently read a book called The Secrets of Happy Families, and it said that the single most explosive time for any family is in the evening. And in fact, the worst possible time to bring up any kind of serious conversation with your spouse is 7.42 p.m. And I don't know <laughs> if the guy got this scientifically or not, but it, you can kind of imagine everybody converges back home. It's a safe, a safe place. And yeah. um, all these you know opportunities you've had for just running errands or shopping or being out to eat or talking with friends or being at school or uh, being at work or just whatever it is that people are doing in life. And then everybody just kind of converges back home and... If there's any way for you as a leader to be home about 90 seconds to three or four minutes before you said you were going to be, now that is like the best gift of all. And if you can get these uh, ideas implemented into everything, then it can also really help the evenings at your home on the nights that you're making it home for dinner or whatever the, whatever the schedule is. So that's just a little mm-hmm. thought. That's good. Thanks again to all our listeners. We're praying for you and grateful for your connection. We'd love your ideas for a podcast. Send us an email with a question to dave at worshipleadertoolbox.com or tim at worshipleadertoolbox.com or head over to the Worship Leader Toolbox community group on Facebook. We'd love to answer any questions, and your question may be helpful to someone else. And and also, Dave, before we go here, this is our last episode for the season. And I think we started this um, Worship Leader Toolbox podcast has been going on for you know, a couple, two and a half years. But I think you jumped in last November sometime or right around I there. did. Mm-hmm. So uh, we passed the year mark to celebrate that. But now we're on to a whole another calendar year. So we've done all of 2023. And uh, this is the last episode for this year. And then we'll jump back in in January of 2024. And so, Dave, thanks for your ministry with all this. You're doing a great job. It's been really fun. And thanks to everybody, as we've already said, to the listeners to, who have uh, shared and listened and, and been a part of this with us. So I think all that's really cool. And uh, so we might as well say Merry Christmas because we're not going to hear, hear from us. You're not going to hear from us until after the new year. Are you going to sing? You should sing. What would I sing? We wish you a Merry Christmas. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Did I just pull a granny? <laughs> um, that's a great joke. It made me smile and laugh. And uh, we don't have to really explain it. <laughs> no. If you know, you what's, know. What's crazy is I said the exact same thing to Macy today. It's hilarious. <laughs> nice. All right. We'll take it easy, Dave. Talk to you later. All right. We'll see you next year. Bye.